Let's talk to Cavs head coach J.B. Bickerstaff. J.B., thanks for giving us a few minutes. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start with uh, something I heard Kobe say, and I've, I've kind of been saying it for really the entire offseason. It's all about linear growth, right? It's about improving, and that's something this Cavs team has been able to do in the previous couple years. Obviously, the playoffs didn't go the way you guys wanted, and we'll touch on that in a bit, but the idea that in the regular season this team has gotten better and better each year, you got to feel good going into this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean, it, it speaks on the commitment to our guys, uh, of our guys, excuse me, and, you know, what they want to accomplish. Uh, they want to be a good basketball team. They want to do it together. They want to improve as individuals, but none of them prioritize themselves over the growth of the team. You know, we don't have guys that go out just to prove a point that they can score and try to go out uh, and just take shots, right? They go out and they try to improve because they know it's what's best for the team and their teammates, uh, and that's been their focus. And, again, that's been their commitment, and that's what we've seen them do. How do you feel like when the postseason went down and everything that did go down and you had some of the reports out of it saying, you know, the, the lights were too bright, how do you react to something like that after you hear it and you're like, well, we're in the moment, what can we do? I mean, I, I think it's ridiculous, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we were still the best defense in the playoffs. Uh, we had opportunities in those games to win those games. Um, it wasn't like those games were blowouts and we never stood a chance. So, uh, you know, it, it's an easy target. Uh, and, you know, I understand the nature of the business um, is to sensationalize. But we were there. You know, we had our opportunities, um, you know offensively, obviously, and that's on me uh, and our group as well. Like, you know, we can do things to be more dynamic, to make ourselves more hard to guard. Uh, and I think you'll see that from our group this year. Um, but, you know, the, the lights being too bright, uh, I think discredits what our guys accomplished uh, last year. Uh, I think it discredits the NBA as a whole. The NBA is extremely difficult. Um, it's not an easy league to win in by any means. Um, you know, you have guys who have had a ton of experience, um, you know, who suffered defeat, and then they learned from those experiences and came back. And I think that's where our guys are. So I think we have to be realistic in that. Um, you know, it's a disappointing narrative that people wanted to spread about our guys. Um, you know, we had opportunities, didn't take advantage of them. Uh, but you have to learn those lessons in order to become a better basketball team. You know, there has not ever, um, you know, in our league – been a team that's just you know went from you know growth growth draft picks lottery picks to mm -hmm. NBA champions all the teams you know went through those growing pains um, those tough experiences even the teams that they put together um, that have been super teams um, you know they went to learning moments and learning experiences of losses and tough defeats before they figured it out so uh, it's a part of the process um, you know again easy narrative easy to uh to poke at, but, you know, that, that's not the case with our guys. Do you like how today, you mentioned how today's NBA is so hard and it's just so tough to win. Do you like how a team like the Heat last year can be the eighth seed and it feels like in the postseason, it's kind of like baseball in a weird way, where you're like, just get in and you have a chance, where in years past it hasn't really felt that way for the NBA. Yeah, I mean, the parity in the NBA, um, you know, is amazing. I think we, we were looking at it in there, you know, with – Two weeks to go in the regular season, there was 26 teams still in contention uh, for a playoff or play-in spot. Um, you know, that talks to the depth of talent that's in our league right now. Uh, I think, what, over the past five years, there's been five different champions, um, you know, in our league. So it's not that, you know, old school, like these three or four teams have a chance to win it. Uh, you know, there is opportunities for – 
um, you know, multiple teams to go out uh, and come out on top with that championship that we all seek. Uh, you know, to see Denver and to see Miami um, in the playoffs or in the finals, excuse me, you know, that speaks to the consistency of programs uh, and the consistency of rosters and styles uh, and a, a culture and a way. Um, you know, Denver has been with Mike Malone for eight years, mm-hmm. I believe it is. Jokic has been there with Jamal Murray. You know, they've kept their core group and added pieces around it. So there's a consistency there, and they know, you know, how to play with Jokic. Miami, you know, they've had Eric Spolstra and a system in there, you know, forever now. And they've got a grit and a toughness and a style of play where there's that consistency and you know what you're going to get. Uh, Bam out of bio, you know, and those guys, like, you know how to play with them. You know how to play with Jimmy Butler. So it's the consistency, you know, in those teams' approaches that have given them the opportunity to win uh, championships. You go back to Golden State, obviously, Milwaukee, the same. Like, you know, there's a consistency there that has put teams in position to be successful. Uh, and to me, that's the model of the NBA success. Cavs head coach J.B. Bickerstaff joining us here on 92.3 The Fan. Let me ask you about the end of last year before we even got to the postseason. Uh, Donovan had the four straight 40-point games, and he did something similar in Utah. It was always a little odd to me. It's like he ramped up to the postseason, and then when he got to the postseason, it's almost like he spent everything getting to the postseason. Do you feel like this year, is there going to be a different approach in that respect, or is it just Donovan's great, he knows what to do, let him do what he needs to do? No, I mean, Donovan is great, <laughs> and he does know what to do. Uh, but it's our responsibility as coaches and as an organization, uh, you know, to help him. Um, you know, and I don't know if one of those things has led to anything, um, you know, in the past. I know before we got Donovan, uh, his postseason scoring numbers uh, increased from, I believe it was 25 to 28. Uh, so I don't know if there is, you know, any, any uh, translation between those two things. Uh, what we want to do for Donovan is make Donovan uh, more difficult to find and make him harder to defend. Um, you know, you see what he's capable of when 10 guys set up and try to stop him, or 10 eyes, excuse me, uh, show up and try to stop him. He still has the ability to get off. Uh, you know, h- how do we make it so now teams have to chase him, now teams have to find him, and then they have to guard him when he's created some sort of an advantage. So those are things that we're working on, uh, and he's been working on all summer uh, because, again, he wants to help this team win, and he wants to continue to get better and find any edge that he can. JB, last one. What does the evolution of Evan Mobley look like for you this year? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a usage increase, uh, and that's our goal is we want to put the ball in Evan's hands more uh, and allow him to be who he is when he has the ball in his hands. And, you know, again, I, I you know caution everybody because, you know, we all judge offense on points scored. Um, you know, Evan Mobley has the ability to be the most dominant player on the offensive end of the floor and score 10 points in a game. Uh, he's that good of a facilitator. He's that good of uh, uh, being able to create advantages for his teammates. Um, and what he does is, and I think people discount, is like he makes the right basketball play. He's not a selfish person. You know, if you put two people on him, he's going to pass the ball to the open man 100 times in a row. Uh, if you let him create an advantage and you don't bring help, he's going to make the right basketball play and score the ball. Um, so for us, it's putting the ball in his hands more and then just letting him be the best version of himself uh, and not forced to be a, a one-dimensional player. JP, thank you so much for the insight. Uh, we wish you the best of luck this year. Obviously, we'll be watching and paying attention and, uh, and go kill him out there. Thank you, JP. Thank you very much. I appreciate you.